Welcome to Movies, Movies, Movies on Mornings with Brady Tanner. <laughs> Welcome, Field Lords, Jen and Andre. How you going? Howdy, howdy. Hi, what's up? <laughs> from the beautiful luxury of my gorgeous Japanese sheets in my room. How oh, are you, yes. Jen? Oh. How's the bunker going? Oh, pretty good. But I eat a lot of cans, so I've already run out. You eat a lot of cans? <laughs> <laughs> Just eat the whole thing. Don't waste any can. Just eat the whole it thing. It really smells in here. <laughs> Brie, how do we sound? Are we loud and clear? We are, we are loud and clear. And let's kick it off with some movie news. Movie news. <laughs> What's going on in the world of cinema when cinemas are closed? Yeah, I guess 2020 is really over for the film industry, so it's a perfect time to revisit classics like the Cannes Palais, where they've been showing movies since basically the start of time and the industrial century that is. Anyway, Cannes this year is obviously not going ahead. I don't know what I'm talking about. Cannes is not going ahead. But instead, they're going to be using the Cannes Palais, which at this point would usually be hosting thousands of TV executives as a homeless shelter. They're going to look okay, around. After what is the Cannes Palais? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the huge theatre in Cannes where they would usually be showing films, hosting TV execs throughout the year. They have events throughout the year, but the one that we care about is the Cannes Film Festival. Mm. Um, but they've decided to shut up shop, deep clean all of the sidewalks and house um, people who have nowhere else to go at this point. Amazing. Uh, yes, you also forgot to mention the Cannes Palais, where I was in 2014, gracing the steps, uh, taking photos when I was on my exchange to Cannes. Anyone okay. care? <laughs> what a flex. The I, final so... Thanks the most so important much. film lord of them all. Yeah. Now let's take it back to local, oh, local news. news. Let's do it. Let's do it. Like we reported last week, the Sydney Film Festival has been capital C cancelled, not just postponed. We're talking cancelled. The AGNSW's series Fakers has been cancelled as well. But local film, but it's about fakers. That's right, that's right. But local film nerd Static Vision, who are also regulars on movies, 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 uh, are taking to the web to host some online film festivals, which actually worked out really well. Last week they hosted an entire lockdown live stream. It went for about six to seven hours, and it was just back-to-back short films. They set up a little chat. I was about to say WeChat, but I don't think that's actually a thing, where people who were watching the live stream could talk and communicate And let me just say, it worked. It fully worked. And to all the film festivals out there who are grappling with the idea of not showing films to an audience, honey, it's called streaming. I've been saying it for the past two weeks. Just set up a a iTube, hop onto a WeChat, and put all that online. It's what the Ann Arbor Film Festival has done, which, if I'm correct, is a French animation film festival. Everything should just go online. I mean, Netflix has done it. Let's just take it to the web. For a big fan for online, well, oh, fair. We can make it work. Cool. We can absolutely make it work. I mean, look at us. We are literally doing a FaceTime movies, movies, movies episode. If we can do that, then the Cannes Film Festival can publish on WeTransfer. There, I said it. Period. John, 
Any more news in the works? Yeah, so basically we've heard that Black Widow, Mulan, Wonder Woman, every other film have delayed their releases. But I guess I was wondering, like, what's not even getting made? There's going to be this huge gap looming. Every Nicole Kidman film, every Oscar that she was planning on winning isn't going to happen. She was planning to be in Robert Eggers' Icelandic Viking revenge film, The Northman. Ryan Murphy's The Prom. They've shut up shop. Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, which was locally, and Shang-Chi have shut up shop. Avatar sequels, SNL, Matrix 4, New Lord of the Rings, Love Island France, The Handmaid's Tale, Batman, all Marvel films, Jurassic World sequels, Atlanta, every late night show, every Disney remake, a movie with both Fanning sisters, Elle and Dakota, In One, Riverdale, Gia Yankee, Desiree Akavan, Wong Kar Wai and Paul Schrader's new film, the Tiger King adaptation starring Kate McKinnon as Carol Baskin. All of them are going to have to wait. There's going to be nothing coming out at the end of the year. Oh, yikes. That was me hitting Panic Central. I'm just getting some confirmation right now. There was talks of a Mad Men prequel, but that has been cancelled. Oh, no way, not due to coronavirus, just because no one wanted to watch it. So that's okay. <laughs> All right, so I'm we had to attract. I'm ready for FaceTime aesthetic. <laughs> I know. So we had to... A lot of webcam movies. <laughs> Heading to a track now, a request from the Film Lords. This is Azalea Banks with Slow Hands. You're on Movies, Movies, Movies. Yeah, but nobody searches, nobody cares somehow, then the loving that you wasted, comes raining from a hapless cloud, and I might stop and look upon your face, disappear in the sweet, sweet gaze, see the living that surrounds me, dissipate in a violet blaze. Can't you see what you've done to my heart? And so, this is a wasteland now. We spies, yeah, we slow hands. Put the weights all around ourselves. We spies, oh yeah, we slow hands. Put the weights all around ourselves now. I submit my is romance I watch a pole dance of the stars We rejoice cause the hurting is so painless From the distance of passing cars Yeah, and I am married to your charms and grace I just go crazy like the good old days You make me wanna pick up a guitar
on FBI Radio 94.5. That was a good Azalea. Slow hands. Let's get into this. One. No, no, no. Two reviews. Two reviews. Give me more reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Two reviews. Now, Andre, you're... Reviewing flower, the flower of my secret. Let's take a little listen. Tell us a little bit about it. Okay, did you know the from the city I live in or the flower of my secret? Because we couldn't hear the flower of my secret. Okay, I'll be reviewing that, and oh. it's. Honestly, while everyone is talking about all my mo- all about my mother, I think the flower about my flower of my secret is the secret gem in Amadova's crown, and I have picked it up and I'm putting it back on because I think in this time when there's no cinemas to go to, everything on Netflix is boring and lame and just recycled and clean and polished. It's good to go back to the canon and reassess what we're told to watch. And the flower of my secret was this beautiful little gem that we picked up that Margaret Pomeranz described back in the day when it came out and. I think I'm going to say the 90s. Cheeky, cheeky, funny, and moving, which I agree. <laughs> it's all about this fabulous woman who's a ghostwriter for her own romantic novels, but she's going through so much grief and turmoil like every Almodovar movie that she can't write anymore. She's a woman in crisis, but she's writing about the truth. And I think the reason that this is a good film to watch right now is that I know it's autobiographical, but watching writers write about writers means you know that they're telling the truth, and it's so hard to know what the truth is at the moment. So I give this film a, a coronavirus thumbs up. Watch it. It's melodramatic. You'll cry, you'll laugh, but you'll hug yourself. All right. So what, what do you, you think? That was gorgeous. I agree. I pull on this movie because, as you said, it is Margaret Pomeranz's top five favorite film, and I was surprised at how nothing it is, yet how stimulating it is. I think that's kind of the essence of Pedro Almodovar, who's kind of Spain's most famous gay director. He just makes whatever he wants and people just trust that it'll work. And uh, I hate to be a box office nerd, but this movie made bank and you watch it and you think, wow, if this, uh, you know, hour and 40 minutes of melodramatic, melodramatic writer on writer on writer drama can make money, then Pedro can do anything. And what do we give it the flower of my secret in a word? I give it a flower. Oh, I give it I give it golden. No. There we go, honey. <laughs> the next review, another Spanish film, I believe. Uh, That's right, yeah. The Skin I Live In. Let's take a l- little listen to that. What do you have to say about it? I suppose I should tell you what this bitch is thinking. So as Jen and I have decided, the ultimate auteur to go back to during coronavirus lockdown is Pedro Almodova. He's easy. He's beautiful. He's classy. He's in your face. He's editing. He's pastiche. He's montage. He's everything you need in an unstimulating, stimulating romp. But why go to the skin I live in? Because Pedro has literally 20 Earths plus in his roster. 
why go to this 2011 mystery thriller that's got a bit of like a biochem kind of vibe to it and without giving away too much of the ending but also by just giving away the ending it's because this is a film about a whack job scientist who basically forces gender reassignment surgery on someone as punishment. And uh, I'm not going to lie, but uh, that's what we need to see. I don't know if the culture needs it, but it's something that we need to see. It's and also because this film, and like most of Armadova's films, it's engaging with the epic question of why do we like Hitchcock? Do we still like him? What was his influence on the queer scene? Because Hitchcock, as we all know, was a closeted gay man. And he just basked in like the bold colors, the set designs, the extremely pedantic framing. It was all very, very image, beautiful, specific. And I think it's great that you can go to 2011, watch this sexy transition thriller that's got like a haunting social edge and have it be also a throwback to 60s films. And I'm also going to add Alberto Iglesias' score is O-S-C-A-R nomination worthy. It is honestly up there with Trent and Karen O. So all in all, for sound, music, and plotting, and also, again, that forced gender reassignment surgery, I give The Skin I Live In a must. (laughs) (laughs) Jen, help us this out. (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Put me in a straitjacket, clamp open my eyes, and sit me in front of The Skin I Live In, and I'll be happy. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No one's really saying that, like, all we want to do is have our eyes clockwork orange open and forced to watch these like amazing Spanish films from like post nineties, uh, pre 2020s. That's and, it. Folks. And in a word, what do you give the skin I live in? Oh, I just give it hot. <laughs> tiger. My tiger king. <laughs> All right, let's take a track now. And when we come back, Sydney spotlight. Sydney Spotlight. What's on for Sydney? Let us know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Sorry. You caught me there red handed whining about Netflix. Um, Are we doing Sydney Spotlight now? Because this whole quarantine segmenting is confusing me. Sydney Online, I guess. What's going on? What can you do in Sydney? when you're not in Sydney. Jen and I are premiering our retrospective. Jen, do you want to start? (laughs) So starting on April Fool's Day, we're going to be presenting 30 films. A lot of them come from this larger project that we've been making over the last year, but some of them are just our old work that we're recycling because it's the time to recycle everyone. No more new films, no more new clothes, no more new meals. We should just be recycling everything that we already have at this point. So on 7thgallery.org from 6pm on April 1st, we'll be playing one film every single night that will loop every night for the entire month. And they're all connected, Andre, would you say? Wait, 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 wait. we need to clarify. It's going to be one film played on a loop for a whole night. So that's one film being played over and over and over and over again. And then the next night, it's a different film being played over and over and over again. It is the most large-scale, expansive retrospective of any Australian queer video artist this side of St. Louis. And we are so honoured to be doing this retrospective so early in our career. I mean, sorry, Marina, but it really took you a while to get to MoMA. But for us I to be... Know. Hello, Pippolotti Rist. 
And I'm just going to say that it's a huge scale project that is not just a, a sham show for Jen and I. It is a collaboration between so many fantastic Sydney artists. And we're going to be showing the acting chops of Gloria Bosti, Radis Rat. We've got this fabulous track by Terrain, who's a New York City-based musician. And Kelly B. Who else is in there somewhere? Henry Ben. Enoch Meilani. Basically, if there were a Sydney version of SNL, it's going to be the show that we're putting on at 7th Gallery Online. It's called Except Bins. Very dark. And I would say we were ahead of the curve. We were talking about bushfires last July. That's going to be in it. We were talking about Diamante face masks back in June last year when we were shooting. You know, So for all the creatives who refuse to watch Netflix because they didn't pay any income tax in 2018... Just drag your two eyeballs to 7thgallery.org as of April 1st and watch some fabulous, locally made, beautiful, scrapped together, stitched together in a baking dish, mixed up films by yours truly. Amazing. If you missed that, we'll put it on the program page. Thanks to Hannah, who's putting everything that we talk about up on there. Well, thanks for chatting. Enjoy the best of your isolation movie time yeah good luck everyone uh, this is getting real watch some good movies and tell us how they are <laughs> thank you for the essentials <laughs> sorry that we're not them see ya all right here's super ego now with obs out of body stranger you're on mornings on fbi 94.5 this podcast is produced by fbi radio in sydney find more at fbiradio.com slash podcasts